Good morning, everyone. Welcome to, well, another show that uh, started off about two months ago called Changing Life. And uh, this is about spreading good love and good vibes, sharing some great responses to great friends that I share my life with and choose to have in my life. And, and hopefully they're the same. Um, a lot of the positive stuff that we're going to share today is what is going on in our lives, what was going through our lives during the pandemic, after the pandemic, what's going on with where we're going in our future. But most positively, every one of these people that are going to come on today are going to talk about the things that make them and drive them each and every day. Uh, some of us, it's just a, a bit about being with family. Some it's about being with positive people. Some it's just about uh, sharing and giving to others. And some are just because uh, I love life and it's easy to breathe and it's easy to just be me. And so without that, I um, decided that today was the day um, I've been thinking about this for several years. Um, I had an opportunity um, probably about eight to 10 years ago to come up with the name of a show that I wanted to do. And originally it was called Mark on the Move. And uh, I kind of went with that for a while. And um, but I have a motto that I've always tried to live by. I am human. So are you. Um, we all bleed the same and we all were born the same. So with that, I've always had this motto that um, you can live life and you don't let the life live you when you're depressed, you're down, you're disappointed, you're not getting your way, any of that and all the above. You can choose what ladder you would like to climb. You can go up, you can go down, you can go left, you can go right, but you can never go reverse because you can't change what's happened in the past and you can't change what actually what's going to happen in the future. You can only change right now. So that being said, I'm going to bring on some of my really great friends that I chose to be on this show, and it's my first show that I've ever televised and advertised on, Live Life, Don't Let Life Live You. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on some really great friends. Um, next to me is Blair Thomas, Zane Vincent, Michael Shastine, Alan Faith, and Lucy Wilson. Five guys, one single female. We'll go with that. But Missy is awesome. Missy is awesome. Um, so I'm going to start to my right. I'm going to start with Blair Thomas and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Well, I am Blair Thomas. And as the uh, branding goes, I'm the DD214 alumni lender. I work in the loan residential mortgage industry and love working with Alan right below me. He's uh, just an awesome guy. The reason why I do this work is that I give people hope in their dreams of owning a home or how they can best own the home, work with people and have continued now for the last five years. And it's a true blessing to help others achieve their goals. And so that's why my desire and and has been a joy in the last five years of my life. Well, thank you for that. And Zane, how about you? Well, uh, Zane Benson, mortgage banker with Fairway Independent Mortgage almost 20 years in the industry now and um, probably more of a jack of all trades when it comes to it. If I specialize in anything, it's renovation loans. Um, <clears throat> you know, just trying to focus on the positive, the upbeat of a mortgage, not the negative of a mortgage and uh, trying to help as many people as possible, especially right now. You know, um, my wife and I have been making new friends because of most of our friends are still scared and don't want to get out. That's true. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Michael? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> looks like we're having a trifecta of lenders today. Um, so <laughs> Michael Chastain yeah. with uh, Supreme Lending. Um, I've been doing this since uh, 98, I guess. Uh, I've been a underwriter, been a mortgage fraud investigator. Um, over the time period, I've been a national trainer for some of the big mortgage companies, been a compliance trainer. Uh, got back in the industry on the production side. Um, <clears throat> you know, I do a lot of veteran loans. I, I do a ton of them, just like I, I'm sure a lot of us on the on the call do. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I, I can do. Obviously, I do a lot of different, you know, a lot of different types of loans. Um, you know, I. I I say I specialize in VA loans, but I, I just, I do so many of everything. Um, Zane, I'm going to steal your deal. I'm a jack of all trades on that. 
See, I just I, I just stole that. All right, good one. Hey, uh, but no other than that, I'm I've worked with Missy before. Um, did an open house for one of her clients. Yay! Hadn't seen you in a while. Uh, Alan, I'm familiar with you. Um, obviously, I know Zane, and and uh, so Blair, I'd like to get to know you as well. It's always good to know other uh, fellow peeps. So, amen. All right, thank you, Michael. And Alan, hey. how about you? Well, good after. Let's see. Good morning, right? It's like morning here in Texas, and yeah, it's you know, good I just like to. I'm a realtor with Fathom Realty, and um, I specialize in life. I wake up in the morning, can't wait. Like to smile a lot and uh, help people achieve their their dream of home ownership. And I just love what I do. I love working with the people I work with, um, volunteer in my church, try to try to be a good person, try to leave people better than the way I found them every day. And um, it's a pleasure to work with the lenders. Blair, I've worked, you know, we work together quite a bit. And uh, in fact, we do a show together, Welcome Home Radio, which we love doing on Wednesdays at 12 noon. Amen. That was a plug, Blair. How about that? And, uh, you know, other than that, just get on with it. I just love waking up every morning. I just get a kick out of life. Rock on. That's the kind of positive attitude we're looking for. And Missy, how about you? Missy, can you hear us? Hi, everybody. It's Missy Wilson. Used to be with the hottest radio show in Frisco, Texas, Misinformed. Um, and now I am with Montgomery Roofing and Construction and own my own marketing firm. And I'm always on the go. I actually made a pit stop here at Sleep Inn and Suites. If any of you are ever on the go and you need a quick hotel, well, these guys were nice enough to let me sit in their lobby while I do this. So I highly recommend them for all of your hotel needs when you're on the go and wake up. But um, I am super happy to be here. And it's so nice to see all of your faces. It's been a long time since I've seen a lot of you. And I know COVID's kind of kept us all locked in, but I'm so happy for things like Zoom so we can all get in each other's face again and, and reconnect. Awesome. Thank you for that. Well, so you guys, uh, a good clap of hands to all you guys. You guys are the first five that I've had on this show. And I know some of you have been on another show. <laughs> um, but this is my first official live and life. Like don't let life live you. And I can't hear him. <laughs> uh, there's a reason. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Keep the focus positive. This is a very positive show. Mute. <laughs> it negative really quick. You're muted. Turn her off. No, but, um, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, Michael said that um, you know I brought on the four lenders, four guys here that are in the, uh, but it's actually all five of you have been into the real estate broker mortgage market. So um, it wasn't by by anything that I thought that you guys were in the same industry or anything like that. This was um, five people that um, I highly favor. I look at them. I love you guys. I love everything that you guys do. You guys have been a positive vibe and a positive industry um, to everybody that you come and meet. And I uh, love your attitudes. Um, I think that's why I keep in touch with some of you. Um, some of you, I've become more friends later on down the road um, just for the fact that we were doing business together. We were doing stuff in the radio station and the media company. Um, and then, of course, I moved and then we had this whole pandemic crap happen up and that just forced us all to uh, be in our own homes, be in our own world. Um, so I started this show, it's called, it was just, we really didn't have a name for it. It was called Changing Life. And that's because we were all going through the same thing. We were all at home, stuck at home, trying to just figure out how to survive and how to uh, get on down the road and do what we normally do, but try to do it all virtually. Um, and some of us are still having to do that virtually. We're still forced to uh, spend that time at home. Not everything across the United States is opened up. And even if it has, um, I'm finding that there are some people that are going to stay at home, are going to be probably more at home than, than whatnot. And then I think some have decided that, you know what, I'm just not going to go back in the office anymore. I like being at home and I like spending time with my family. Um, and that's kind of the whole premise of this show. So I'm going to start with Missy because she may or may not be unlimited time. Um, but Missy, so you're a positive person. Um, 
I know that everywhere you go, you're always smiling. You're always spreading the good vibes. You're always sharing the information. You're always worrying and caring about everybody. Give us a little bit on what it is that, how do you, what makes you pick? What makes you get up in the morning and, and then want to get up the next morning and the morning after that? What makes you be Mitzi? To make sure that the show is good, can everybody hear me okay? We can hear you. Because okay. I feel like my connection's a little wobbly. Can I get a thumbs up? It's a, a little bit low. So I think that happiness is a choice and I choose happy. No matter what happens, first off, life's like a roller coaster and we're gonna have ups and downs. We're gonna have challenges, we're gonna have pitfalls. And it's all in how you handle those pitfalls that define who you are and essentially build the character. And I've had some pitfalls. And it's about how you look at them. I can choose to be drugged down by negative or I can find a solution and choose to be happy. Um, just like being in a relationship, it's not the man that makes you happy. I mean, guys are exhausting, y'all know. It's about it's about me making myself happy. You know what I mean? We have to make ourselves happy first, and then we can choose to to have other people in our kind of the same scenario. You just want to choose happiness. Um, one way that I find happiness is when I wake up. I always think about things that I'm grateful for. Um, I do my five count for gratuity. The five things that I'm thankful for to help get my day started. I do daily devotional. So I think of my five, and then I come alive. Kind of like my thing um COVID has been um a challenge for a lot of businesses but i've actually been very blessed because i started a marketing firm thanks to um kbgi's assistance um with misinformed i was a marketing firm to help small businesses a lot of realtors moving companies with um with advertising through social media, special project assistance, even things of that nature. And it's really taken off. And a lot of companies now have realized that having a presence on the internet and through social media platforms is more important than ever. So that business has grown. It's misinformed marketing. And I've also started another job working with Construction and roofing out of Waco. Yes, that's right. I'm no longer in the Dallas area. I made a move to Waco, and this is my first time announcing it. <laughs> but it's wonderful out here. Very peaceful. I love it. Everything's a little slower and cloudy. Appreciate that. Construction and roofing been around for a long time. The family owned. Actually, a woman owns it. Whoa. Hey, and Missy. Anyway. It's a super great um, company. I just started last week and I'm having a lot. Yeah, and Missy, I think we caught, I caught some of that. Some of it's kind of, kind of cut off on you. I thought you lived in Galveston. No? Missy, hello? I think she's gone, dude. Yeah, I think we're losing her. <laughs> yeah, we we we. She's always lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a reaction. I did. She did hear that. She heard. Yeah, miss miss misinformed's been misunderstood. I've said that once or twice. <laughs> I hear that. Well, thanks for sharing that, and I appreciate everything that you do, Missy. You you um. You do go away, I think, above and beyond to share your, your life with other people. And I do believe you have great intentions of making sure that everybody has a good quality of life that's around you. Um, and so I appreciate that from, from one person to another person. I appreciate that everything you do to how you share your life and um, how you make sure that uh, people are just happy all around. So I appreciate that. I am going to put you on mute because I know you're kind of moving around. Um, so Zane. Let me ask you a question. So, you know, what's interesting is uh, you and I started to have a really good dialogue before I moved. And um, and we were constantly just trying to go to different little bars and restaurants to meet up and, and just just to have a zone to kind of get somewhere and and have quality time, not just as friends, but just to kind of get out of the the industry out of the world out of the people that are around us quiet time and just get somewhere where you can focus 
how has this been for you? You know, going through that, then all of a sudden being forced to be at home and then in a totally different world, because now you're in an environment where you've got your family and your kids and you've got dad and you've got daddy, dad duties and you've got mom duties. You just got all kinds of things that are going on that you just can't like shut off and go to work. So how has that been for you personally um, to be able to just get up every morning and just be able to keep doing what you've been doing um, without catching a hiccup? Well, it's kind of been awesome. First and foremost, I think I realized that I'm not the one wearing the pants in my family. It's cool. I think um, between it all, Shannon and I got to see how each other worked, you know, um, got to spend a lot more time with the kids, obviously. Your, your hours change. You still get the same things done. Um, you're just not having the face-to-face meetings. You're not doing the networking events unless it's on Zoom. You're not driving to and from. You know, I mean, I, I was seeing something recently that said that the average uh, loan officer for me, Blair, and Michael, um, you know, the average loan officer was working an extra two to three hours a day because of drive time. And it's crazy when you think about that, because when you get up in the morning, you're able to do more. You don't have to worry about getting ready. And I mean, this is the first time I've gotten dressed up in three months. This is dressed up for me now. And so, you know, throw on the T-shirt, the shorts, grab you a cup of coffee, sit at the desk and just kind of check out what's going on. Spend some time, take a break, go play with the kids, watch some cartoons with them, all that stuff. Just the positive getting on that. And then it became... The further you get down the road, it became the thing where it was like, you would text me and be like, I'm in town. Cool. Bar. You know, like that was me being able to get out. Right. And my wife would go do something and, and Shannon would go for an hour or two. She would go do something just to get out, just to kind of take that break. I mean, sometimes you just go for a walk around the block by yourself. So exercising all of that stuff is just has been a really good positive for us. It was tough to leave and come to the office today. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Um, I was just going to, my next question was going to ask you is, you know, you had to do all that. And then today you had to go into the office. So how was, I mean, you probably had the first hour of just kind of like, it's weird. Now you've had a couple of hours. What's the feeling like now? I mean, I know you miss your family, but what's it, do you feel like you, you might go home earlier? Do you feel like that you're you're trying to get back into the groove? Yeah, we have to start working on, because we know July or August, Shannon goes back to work for, as a teacher for the first time in four years. And so we kind of know what our schedule is going to look like. So we've got to start planning to kind of work our days around that and see how it's going to go. Um, I've been working on how I'm going to make changes to my business, whether it's marketing or texting or video messaging or or whatever it is in the morning, you know, before um, going to the office, make my phone calls during the drive, you know, just shifting things here and there. Um, We are definitely going to be in the market very soon looking for a new home that specifically has outdoor play area or a pool, but more specifically a home office. Um, I know a good loan officer. There you go. (laughs) Send me your info. And I know a hell of a realtor. There you, hey, there you go, too. I'm taken care of here. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of like, how do you how do you kind of shift it moving forward? I mean, it I think it's shifted a lot. I know um, Blair and Michael can stay this can say the same. Um, Alan can probably confirm that, you know, in the real estate industry, it's, there's not a lot of them that go to the office every day. They work from home. They, this might be something that they're used to, but for loan officers that go to the office every day, Fairway has 7,700 employees. And our production is year over year. We've got, we had like 7,600 to 7,700 employees working from home for three months. And our year to year, year over year numbers are up somewhere between 70 and 80% after a record year last year. So it's crazy. You start to think about that. It's like, hmm, are they going to renew? you know, office leases, um, you know, what's going to happen there. I would right. be, comfortable, honestly, especially when the kids go back to school, I would be completely comfortable working from home. 
Well, and that's interesting because I remember, you know, we had a conversation about a month or two ago on one of the shows I brought you on. And um, I asked you a question, and I think I've asked this to Michael as well, um, is, you know, if you, when this is all over, what's the, what's one of the biggest things you're going to take away from this? And that was, you know, being at home with my kids, being home with my family. And I think you're going to see society change a little bit. You know, we say there's not going to be uh, the back to the normal, going to be a new norm. But I think you're going to find people doing a couple of different things. I, I think you're going to find people that are going to enjoy life a little bit more. You're going to find people that are just going to go out and want to spend time with family and friends a lot more. You're going to find time that where people are going to want to go home a lot quicker and not be at the office. And if they know that it's you know closer to the time, they're going to try and do all their work, but they're just going to try and get home a little faster. Um, and spend time with those family and, and those friends. And Michael, you know, I know you, and I know you have worked nonstop. Um, and I know that you have uh, tried to get home and do some things, but this pandemic didn't hurt you at all, didn't stop you. And in fact, uh, it made you grow even more in the industry because I, I know it didn't stop people from buying and selling a home. Um, it might have slowed their their work progressions and things that happen on a personal level. But on the other side of it, people still wanted to change and still had to breathe, still had to live. And so through you, I'm, I'm wondering what's been on inside of your mind and your heart, because you get up every morning and you go to bed and you go home every night. But during those days, what you had at work and now what you have during the pandemic, how has that changed for you? Um, and, and the second part of that question is, is where do you feel it's going to go now that we're kind of getting back to a new norm? Well, <clears throat> so I've kind of gone, uh, I'm in my wife and I, uh, 25 years this year, uh, we're even, we're empty nesters. So, um, I have a wife to go home to, but she understands that we've been really busy, uh, over ever since, well, I've been literally, I still come into the office. I'll get up six thirty, seven o'clock, start replying emails. You know, just I'm, I'm texting away on my, on my phone, you know, replying to basic stuff until probably about nine, uh, eight I jump in the shower, get ready, make some calls on the way into the office. And then unfortunately I've been coming home at 10 o'clock at night. And I mean, a lot of late hours, but <clears throat> my, my theory is, and it's, and it's a good thing. I mean, it's, I'm not complaining, um, is trying to maximize this, this time period, because we don't know. I mean, a lot of us have, and I, I can't, Blair, I can't speak for you because I, I, I'm not familiar with you, but I, I do know Zane and, um, I'm sure you've been in for a, for a long time and, and we, you saw the 08 deal when the music stopped, there was no chairs, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to make hay while the sun shines. I've already literally from. June 1 till uh, today when I had a couple of the, the refis that funded today, I've already, I've already done um, 2.6 million in, in first week of, of June. Literally I'll do probably if I can keep up the pace, I'll do probably six, maybe 7 million this month, which is a, wow. which would be a record for me. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, I'm not, so I'm just trying to make hay while the sun shines. That that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to do. Um, what's changed for me since with the pandemic is I got longer hours. That's really what I've got. Um, but my wife and I we sat down, we talked about it, and uh, she, you know, she said, "Well, just leave your blinds open if I want to come by and and honk the horn and say hi to you." You know, and I'm, we're good with that because you know I'm I'm in my fifties, so you know I want to. Do what I can and retire right. one day, right? Right. So, so we're good with it. We're making we're making the best of it. And then when it slows down, I'll spend more time with uh, with the wife. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yep. Um, I think we might have lost Blair for a second here, so I'm going to go with Alan until I can see the. I picture can hear you, up. but I'm not seeing you. Yeah, I'm not seeing you either. He looks good. I'm trying to get back there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, Alan, um, you have been on several shows and, and between Welcome Home Radio and, and Small World Realties, Smoker Broker. Um, and, you know, we, we, you and I have had some positive conversations during some of those pre-broadcasts, you know, sharing the positive things that are going on. There was a time there. You, I don't know if it was a month or two months, but you spent a, quite a bit of time alone, just you and your dog, because your wife had to go up upstate. Um, your daughter had gotten sick from COVID and she went up there to be with her. So, you know, you had this, you have this awesome smile and this positive attitude and you just, you care about everything, but you just don't worry about the things that you can't control. You only worry about what's right in front of you. So I guess the simple question for you is, is how does Alan be Alan every day? Cause you've got so many things that are going on between your daughter being sick, people that you got to go sell houses to, you're by yourself. You've got to feed, eat, and sleep, and and do all that stuff to you to yourself by yourself. Um, so my question is is real simple. What makes Alan be Alan every single day? Be happy. I think it's my background. You know how I grew up without a lot of stuff. Um, you know, it was a war every day. You didn't have running water a lot. Didn't ever never a car. Never a telephone. Um, but yet, I wouldn't change a thing. So. You know, my first job out of school was door-to-door copier sales. And let me tell you something. When you get good at that, you're pretty good at something. And you learn right off the bat, every objection's an opportunity, and life is full of objections. So um, I think, uh, you know, Missy said choose, and that's a big word. Choose is a big word. You choose your direction in life. You choose your attitude. Um, You you can't control um, what you can't control. But you can make a difference in people's lives by being you and uh, recognizing their needs, uh, be it good or bad, and and just move forward that way. I just, To me, life is a simple formula. Health is wealth. And if you're healthy, then you're 99% wealthy. You need money to live. You need enough money to die, for sure. But, you know, I, I just think health is wealth, and I... You know, that's how I approach life. It's never been my big thing in life is how much money I make or, you know, how, what kind of car I drive or is my house bigger than yours? I could care less, really. My my thing in life is as simple as waking up in the morning and it's a good day from there. Really, it really is. And as you get older, that just magnifies. And um, you can help so many people. You just take a, a second to listen. What are they going through? What's going on? And they'll tell you. They might tell you harshly. They might tell you nicely. They might confide. They might just yell at you. But everybody needs something. You just have to recognize it. And I've been fortunate and blessed that I've been able to help a lot of folk. Amen to that. And you do a good job with that. And I know it feels really good in the heart. Um, to be able to do that every single day. It's it's one of those that you don't think about it. You don't dream about it. It just happens naturally. Um, and I think you have that great instinct. So me to you, appreciate everything that you do. And, and you oh, do. I, I, I want to say one thing. I think uh, one of the guys was bringing up maybe Michael or, or, or Zane. But, um, a segue into that lending thing is the it's slowly turned into a seller's market. There are a lot of people out there looking for a different house. The joke used to be, what a great home to be quarantined in. People are looking for houses that have more space for work and more space for play and more of a staycation type atmosphere. Um, I'm not saying they're going from a 300,000 to a 900,000. I'm just saying an extra bedroom for an office or uh, that covered patio or things like that. And that is a real need that's coming up. And um, unlike some of the guys that were talking about lending, I did have some trouble at the very beginning of this COVID thing. I lost clients that I had under contract because they lost their job. And unemployment is no way to buy a house, correct, lenders? Right. (laughs) So um, now did I lose them forever? I don't think so, but I did. Not so much was I hurt but their dream kind of went up in smoke for a while. So people were affected. And um, then all of a sudden, I want to say three weeks ago, it just exploded. I mean, 
everybody, you know, whoever I call, oh yeah, we're looking and I'll get a referral and that kind of a thing. And, and then people who live in a house they love, all of a sudden we want a bigger house or I want the one story with four bedrooms instead of the two story with four bedrooms. And adjustments are being made. Life has changed. Make no mistake from the prices of commercial real estate are going to drop. Rush hours are different. Um, to go stuff is life has changed. And that's not going to go back to normal anytime the way we remember it a year ago. Things have changed for the good, I think. And um, it's a gradual trend to get there as far as um, how we do business. But man, if you know, Michael and Zane and Blair can stay home and do more than they did in an office, then that day they need an office, they can sure find one if they need to have one. So um, I think it's, I think it's got potential here and you're right. Realtors, a lot of us do work out of our house. And if I need a place to, to come visit, I can go to one of your offices or I can go to uh, any title company in town. They're, they welcome you with open arms. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they you're do. welcome over here anytime, Alan. Thank you, brother. <laughs> well, thanks for What's sharing. For dinner? What's for dinner? <laughs> Whatever Zane's cooking us. I'll take, I'll take anything off the grill for the most part. So yeah, remember Alan's used to that smoker broker stuff. So barbecue is probably his specialty. I never could get him to cook anything, darn it. Dang. <laughs> Still yeah, working on it. Scrambled eggs Robert, and beans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can burn you water, Alan. I can burn that water for you. Well, I'll bring a hot dog and we'll figure out how to split one. There we go. Well, we, we just got a new grill um, about a month and a half ago. So I've done a couple of turkey burgers, a couple of rugged ground beef burgers and brats. And uh, my wife's got a smoker. So we've done some chicken and some ribs and um, I think we've done some pork. So we've we've done pretty well at eating some pretty decent meat. So there you go. You're just uh, sit on your front porch right. and shoot a deer. Too. I, I was going to say, you should be getting that stuff out of your front or backyard. Yeah, well, I mean, you got a kill there. I love that. We do. I will say this: we were. It was kind of. Um, uh, I don't remember the discussion that we had. My wife and I were talking to a friend of ours, and they were like, you know, so what animals? What do you got going on in your property? And I go, well, we haven't seen a moose or or, or an elk yet, um, or bear, but we have seen. Um, we've seen a, a herd of or flock of turkeys, probably 20, 30 of them together. Um, just porcupines. And um, we've had um, some marmots. I've got some marmots that live around the property. I've got moles now that I'm trying to get rid of. Um, chipmunks out the yin-yang, squirrels out the yin-yang. We've seen a few deer come in, a couple of does and their babies. Um, but um, that's, for the most part, pretty much it. We've had a raccoon come and visit us. Um, no porcupines? Huh? No porcupines yet? No, no, but I've seen some on the road, but nothing, nothing here. You know what's funny? Because I didn't even know porcupines were a lot up here. And then we drove from, so we live in Gaylord, Michigan, and we drove 130 miles to Saginaw. And I saw porcupines all over the place once we got about 40 miles out of town. And I was like, come up this way. No, I don't really actually know. They're too pointy. Um, I want to see a Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, let's go Blair. And um, so Blair's been one of the first hosts that came with KBGI. Uh, he's been a great friend, a uh, great, um, just a great personal guy that I just, I love to death. He's, he, he always shares great resources. He tries to help anybody and everybody that he can goes above and beyond. But on a personal level, I know that there has been some times that were rough between different companies you're with and moving into something totally new, um, having changes in life and in, in, in marriage and family and kids and, and, and job changes that can take a toll on a man. And I know it does because it does to all of us. Um, how has it been for you? Um, just going through the differences, um, mostly between where you were, let's just say a year and a half, two years ago to where you are today. Do you feel like your life has changed a lot? Um, during that time? Well, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. And thank you for that. I, when you talk about that other guy you spoke about, I don't know who he is, but uh, I'm <laughs> blessed to be with y'all. Uh, Michael, I have not been in the industry that long. I've heard about 2008, but uh, 
you know, I was in the technology world back then. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you in the sense of this is a wonderful industry because I do get to give hope. Uh, I get to help out people. And I've worked with clients up to three years long just to get them through their taxes and their issues to be able to purchase a home. Uh, love the industry that we're able to serve people. And my faith, I, I, I teach a Bible fellowship class at Preston Wood. And I'll be honest, there's an acronym that I try to live by and it's fat. Now I carry enough fat around for everybody and that's, that's good of me, but fat is really faithful, available and teachable. And I wake up every door every day, humbled that I have something to learn today. I have somebody to help today and I have to serve whoever comes into my path, whether it's my wife or a client or a friend. And I got to tell you, Mark, you've been a bigger resource to me than I have been to anything that you've done with all your services, all your, your willingness to serve in my foundation and support of it. You've been a blessing. So I get surrounded by people that are like that, that how is it that I can allow this little thing to bother me? I've been going through COVID. I've been going to work every day. There hasn't been a change like Michael. I, I'm sorry, Michael, I get there at seven o'clock. I don't wait until blankers hours now, you know, I'm, but, uh, but the neat thing is, is I, you can work as hard as you want or as little as you want in this industry. If you want to make 6 million in sales that month, you can do that. If you work at it and work at it hard, it's a, it's a great opportunity. And God has put me in a place where I'm able to service. But the neat thing is I'm able to serve clients in a way that is conduit to their success as well as my support structure. And the, through changing, we changed from Gateway to Highlands recently. And yeah, it, it was a major change for, for me. I mean, at once I was licensed in every state possible, and now I'm back to just being licensed in Texas. That's a, a demographic market change that I struggle with sometimes. But I will tell you, Highlands has done an unbelievable job. And yeah, we continue to break records month after month this year. There's been no stopping. But I think the real estate industry is going to bring us out of this. I think it's going to jumpstart our economic pursuance as we move forward. The opportunity that I really have is how can I serve others? If I've been in the military, you, you learn to hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. There's a lot of people out there waiting. There's a lot of people out there hurting. And if I can be some small little part of that help, that's what I want to do. And whether I do a loan or a mortgage for somebody or I just point them in the right way to Zane or Michael or get them to Allen or help their credit, however it is, I like doing that. And I feel fulfilled in that. And ultimately, that comes back. That comes back to me in tenfold. And so, again, I keep my faith in Christ. I keep my availability to what he wants me to do in service. And then, again, I want to maintain my teachability. I want to be teachable in anything I do. Therefore, I'm always learning. I'm always humble. I'm not the guy that knows everything. So that's what I try to do. We are empty nesters. We have grandkids. Uh, love it when our kids come home. But uh, the, the opportunity, my wife was going to retire. And all of a sudden, Frisco ISD is now pushing everybody to work from home. So she's not going to retire now. She's got to probably going to work another five years. And that's been a huge opportunity for us to come out of this because uh, I was getting kind of nervous there for a little bit. It was all on me because she was ready to retire. She wanted the grandkids around. She wanted to do. And it's like, hey, that's going to be kind of hard. But uh, that's been a blessing. So, again, that's my focus. My being fat uh, is it's not only a reality for me, but I try to live that that acronym out. So, mm -hmm. so what, well, uh, what branch were you in there, Blair? I was in the Army. Oh, man, I thought I liked you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's okay. You're probably a Marine, as you sound like. And uh, No, 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 no. no. Actually, I, w I was Army while I was going to college and uh, after I went Navy. Ah, well, there. you transport those guys around, but that's pretty much – no, I'm yeah. – I, I was a 13 Alpha, 13 Bravo, <laughs> artillery officer and rocket officer. And, uh, you know, the neat thing is that – I've learned, I got out before, I mean, I've been out now 30 years, uh, but I just learned about this disability rating stuff. And I just learned about some of this and all of a sudden I got evaluated and I'm blessed to be at 90%. And I never knew how much I was dealing with on my own for a long time. 
-hmm. And so I'm very compassionate. 63% of my business is VA or veteran. And I love working with my brothers and sisters. It's a blessing. But they don't, you know, learning about all the benefits here in Texas is a huge thing. And I'll tell you, Mark, being the wonderful patriot he is, he's helped bless so many patriots or veterans has been the family members there through his projects, through what he does with KVGI Radio. That's the wonderful thing I love about a group like this is that they're patriotic, they stand for something, and their moral compass is set. It's not, what, I, what do I wake up this morning and how do I feel? Would I be able to talk in? To, are you already with the VFW in Frisco? Uh, no, I'm not with the VFW in Frisco because I, I was a Cold War veteran. Cold War? Well. Cold War. Okay. Cold War. Okay. Uh, I'm the junior vice uh, commander for the Frisco VFW. I see that. Yeah. Oh, I I'm, see yeah. That. I didn't even look. Yeah, I guess that's all. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I love, I I love I should, doing that. I should have put Supreme Lending, I guess, but I, it just popped in there. So apparently I've done the stream yard before. Yeah, and that's what you had last time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, the, thank you uh, for what you do for veterans and, and, and helping them out. And it's a place for them to get together. No, I would love to help in any way. We do poker tournaments. We do a lot of different things to help raise money. And we partner with a lot of VFWs around. Yeah, well, I hope we can all, you know, exchange numbers after uh, we're all done. I, I've got Missy's. I got I got Monkey Butt over there and uh, Zane. And, um, Alan, I don't can't have, have Alan. You can't have Alan. No, no, no. 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 Oh, why not? You might be better than me and Alan leaves. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I would do if I lost him. But, you no, know, I one more thing. Um, I, I think this is kind of getting away from us in this uh, COVID secondary. We're all working out of our houses now. And I, I tell you something that's going to that will come back and will never go away. And that's one on one networking. You still have to get out. You have to be around the, the town. You got to get out and you got to face to face with people, especially in this business and real estate. When you're making the biggest purchase of your life. These virtual tours, oh, that's the one I want. No, 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 no. We're going to go look at the house. We're going to talk. We're going to get to know each other. People want to deal with people they they know and trust, especially in a purchase like this. So I, I, I've been cautioning the younger realtors, the newer ones, um, don't get lost in generating leads through Facebook ad campaigns and all this stuff. And if you're, you know, handsome and all that stuff that, you know, no, 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 no. Not in this business. You need to talk to somebody and they need to know you. And um, I think that's going to come back and and I hope it never disappeared. But I think it has a little bit and there might be a generation out there that, that doesn't think they need to get out and and meet people. But um, I just want to throw that in there before we were done. Well, I appreciate that. And kind of going back to, to Blair, you know, it's a hand in hand team effort between whether it's two individuals or if it's many more, it's all about supporting each other. Um, Amen. You know, I, to, I don't talk too much about myself, but I, you know, there's years and years ago, um, I was really driving down the road and um, I really felt like God had given me um, a gift of message that um, I just, you know, and I told a few friends of this, I really didn't understand it that day. The day that it happened, um, I, I, don't, I didn't say I take it for granted. I just kind of put it off on the shelf somewhere and said, yeah, I'll figure it out later on down the road. But but it was interesting that I felt like God told me a message about that um, I need to go help people, that um, I have a gift and my gift is is to help. And um, it, 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 always, it always just weighed on me for many, many years. And then got into about 2005, 2008, somewhere in that range. Um, my dad had died in 2007 and I started to feel things. I started to realize that, you know, my mom's gone, my dad's gone. Um, all my aunts and uncles were gone and I really only had some local immediate family and, and a couple of cousins and that was it. And one of those things came to me. I started to realize that all my friends for years have all been uh, service industry and whether they were a veteran already or where they were active military. And I realized, that was pretty much all my friends that I had. And um, I, I, I sit there and I felt like I took that for granted one day, not realizing that these guys were out there doing something. And um, it just, I just started helping people. 
And the next thing I know, it went from that type of help to a different type of help to um, helping people in um, a veteran community. And then I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And then I got back into a different service industry. And then um, my wife and I got married in 98. And um, there was about a 10 year there that both of us were helping and supporting different organizations, different charities um, until probably just about five to seven years ago, where I finally realized that what I want to do is help veterans and I, I, and in the industry in general. Um, the, the assumption is, is that everybody has a good quality of life. No, they don't. Everybody has a different life. Um, and one of the things that, um, that's always been on for me is, you know, life's not easy. Um, it, you think that it's easy to breathe. Mm -mm. No, nope, it's difficult to breathe. Um, it's difficult to smile. It's difficult to be happy. It's difficult to be sad. It's difficult to be depressed. Um, but we're human. And so when I, when I thought of the motto back in 86, it was, it was really live life. And I didn't really have anything else until probably around 2004, 2003. And I put the rest of the phrase together and, and I ended up getting it trademarked, live life, don't let life live you. And um, you can think about that in different ways um, to each five of you. When I say live life, don't let life live you, it means different things to each one of you. Some of you, it can mean that, you know what, I'm depressed and I'm tired of being an unhappy and I'm going to start making some change. And others are going to look at this and go, you know what, I'm not going to work as much. I'm going to go home and be with my family more. Um, it means something different to everybody. For me, it was, I need to be happy. I only have two feet. I have one brain and I can only, I can only move forward. And so the only way you can do that is to make your own change. There's a lot of people that are in our society that think that um, you need to give me things, um, that I, I deserve it, and that um, I've worked hard for it and everything. None of that matters. You only get what you put into it. And if you don't put anything into it, you're not going to get anything in return. And like an ATM return, machine. Exactly. Um, so I look at it as <laughs> I'm human. I do get depressed. I do get upset. I, things happen negatively. And I am the only person that has a choice to make the change. Yeah. Nobody can change it for me. They can try, they can be a part of the support and part of the mechanism, part of the help, but I'm the only one that can change it. And I said this earlier and I say this to a lot of people, you can't change yesterday. And that's the part that puts us all in, a, in an emotional stance of negativity and depression is because we worry about what we did and not worry about what we can change. And I look at that as uh, the only way you're going to wake up in the morning to be happy. You wake up in the morning to be happy. It's your choice. Nobody else can do it. So, you know, I, I, I kind of look at life as, um, as, as a simple part of what are we going to do to be a part of the change? Um, I'm going to ask each one of you, and I'm not sure. Well, I'll just pick um, Missy. I'll, I'll unmute Missy right now. She's already unmuted. So, Missy, in life. What are you afraid of? I don't hear you. Missy, we can't hear you. Try your mute, Missy. Yeah. Can, you, can you unmute you? No. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go to Zane. Sorry, um, Zane, what are you afraid of? Uh, oh, come no. on. Dude. I don't, I don't know. I really don't. Failing my kids. That's There it is right there. Failing your kids. So don't do that. Yeah, Be the right. best dad you can. Yeah. That's all right. It's, it's been good to work on it. The last... Uh, three months. Yeah. Instilling more in them and just having that thought in the back of your mind. Imagine where you were a year ago, Zane, less time with your kids, less time with your family, less time thinking about your family in whole. Yeah. And if you want to take all the negativity and put it to a positive, look what you've done the last two months. Yep. And that's what you need to keep doing. I compare it to 2017. That's what I look back to is, I was so busy with everything I was involved in. I mean, you know this. I saw my wife and kids like one day a week, even though we slept in the same house. 
Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, we have a family, we have our lives, um, we have our spouse and some of us have kids and we, we choose to, to live the life. Right. But sometimes we don't realize that the life's living us. Um, we got to make a change. And so you through this pandemic, you had a choice to make. Yep. So good choice. So Blair, if you, if you could spend your time and in, in doing something different that you're doing, what would it be? I think if I had a utopia of what I would want to do on this earth before God takes me home is I would want to have a ministry, a veterans ministry at my church where I'm able to teach the Bible, able to share and go visit the VA, Bonham, all the all the veteran locations and educate people, the families on those services. But I want to serve my veteran community in a way that I could impact them. And I show my grandchildren what it means to serve this country and that we're appreciative of that group of people that decide to write that blank check to this nation up to potentially their lives. And that's what I would want to instill and, and act and show so that they would learn and understand. It's never too late. You can keep starting every day. Keep making right. that change to the day you're there where you want to be. That's right. I love that. Um, Alan, how Whoa. do you handle change in life? Very well. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's just a deal where, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of like uh, Zane. I don't, I don't wake up afraid of anything, but I've been afraid many times in my life and I react to that situation as need be. And um, the outcome is generally positive. And if it's not, I always work to make it positive. Some, sometimes it takes a little longer. Depends on what the situation is. But, you know, I, uh, I hate that it just life seems simple to me. Always has. Um, I, it, it's just the way it's just the way it's going to be. And that's the way I'm going to go out of this world, too. And um, I, you know, got a great wife, got a great daughter. 38 years of marriage, you know, May 28th, we just did that. And my daughter survived uh, cancer and then survived COVID. And I don't, why, why am I, why would I be in a bad mood? I mean, my gosh, there's just no reason to be in one. And um, yeah, I've been down occasionally, but not often. And uh, I tend to react to change uh, very well, I think, um, you know, and if I need help, I go get it. But you know, change is going to happen, but no, I, I embrace it for the most part. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Michael, think about the people who inspire you. Who would that person be and what qualities do they possess is the reason why you in, you're inspired? Wow. I got the easy question. <laughs> I wouldn't give you the hard question. Uh, I know it's a lot of people's go-to, um, but Although my father passed in 17, uh, my father, he was, um, to me, he's still a great man. Uh, obviously, he's, he's no longer with us. Um, he was a man with a purpose. And if he said, if he told you something, if he said the sky was, was purple, I didn't have to go outside and look. I knew it to be factual. He never raised his voice. He said no. And we got spanked as kids. Don't get me wrong. But if he was yelling at us, this was the tone he was yelling at us with once we got older. He was, um, he just, it's hard to say. It's one of the smartest persons I ever met. Um, education wise, um, street smart wise. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that have multiple degrees and they're dumb as a box of rocks, nothing personal, <laughs> but you know, it's, so you have to have a combination of, and my father was one of those people and he could pick up any instrument. He could just start playing it. He kind of, he would listen to somebody and go, okay. And this is, you know, he'd fiddle fart around with it a little bit and he would figure out the instrument. He was just that kind of smart. So with all that, um, I look at my, I still look up to be as like my father. 
I come up short quite often. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, um, you know, I, I pass on some of the same things that I pass on, that my father passed on to me. I only ask, I don't care if my son rules the world. I just, you know, that's not what I'm looking for. Right. I just hope that he, I only ask that he does better than I did. And that's, and it doesn't have to be wealth wise or things like that, but something better than that. He can say, this is what I've done. This is my mark on the world. I've been able to do this for these people or something, just something better. And I know I'm kind of rattling on, but it's a tough question to ask. And my, I want to be, the goal is I want to be like my father. I want to be that good person. I want people to be able to, you know, to know, I mean, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to ex explain. I, I wasn't prepared for this question, but my father would be the, the one that I, I strive to be like, I look up to, um, he was just a really good man. Well, Michael, lost for words, man, but I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I kind of thought you might say that before you and I've had some personal conversations before and it's somebody you've looked up to um, highly. And I, and I, you know, I'd have to agree with you, but I think I look up inspired by my dad more since he's gone than when he was alive. And that's unfortunate, but it's because I've learned who my father is a lot more after my dad shared, didn't really share a lot of love with me growing up. And it was, um, you know, he served in World War II, um, probably did a lot of things over there he just wasn't proud of. So coming home, he was not, uh, didn't have the ability in his mind and his heart to share what he did in the service. Um, but I say that, but there's the positive sides of it. And that was, my dad had a very large battalion group that he was a part of, the 487th DRS. And there was thousands of the guys that were, put together over in Germany when, uh, when he was deployed in. And when they came back, I remember having these reunions. I thought they were family reunions. I found out years later when I was around 10 or 12, that these were guys that my dad served with and they kept having their own reunions. And, uh, and it was called the 87 DRS. And, um, and every year we would spend uh, one week somewhere. Um, Queen Elizabeth, we stayed a, stayed a week on that ship. Uh, Queen Elizabeth one, and then we we've stayed in Branson, Missouri. We've stayed in California. We've stayed up in in Virginia and North Carolina, South Carolina, North Dakota. Probably hit 38 states during my grown up years, um, spending one week at a special place, and then it just people diminished and started losing. But my dad later in his life started sharing the stories of, of positive stuff that happened. He would share what him and the guys would do after where they would get deployed, after they would be on a, on a, on a military call or some action call or something they were doing. Um, and I got more of those stories. So I'd probably have to say that that would probably be my inspiration as well. Um, but um, I think it's life in general for me, you know, and I know I was a hard question. So I, I really, to close that, thank you so much for sharing that. that I know that was hard, but now you have something stronger in your heart to know that that's what keeps you and drives you. Yeah, I was trying not to get a little verklempt there. I was like, oh, oh, that's a tough one. I knew the it answer was explaining it was hard. So, Blair, let's ask you a question. Um, I'm going to give you a hard one, too. <laughs> no, but, um, no uh, you know, you do a lot, whether you, whether you know that you do or not. Um, you do have this you have this quality to, and I hate, I don't want to put it this way. So this is a positive thing, but you have a positive way of demanding people come together. Um, so it's your way. It's how you do it. And it's, whether it's a camaraderie thing, whether it's a, a bunch of friends getting together, but you, you will suggest it highly to come here, come do this, come be with us. Um, we've done it on a few poker tournaments and stuff like that. We've done in a couple of events we've got, you know, um, but that's you, but I don't know that I know what your passion in life is. And I was curious if you could share a little bit with us and what your passion is. Wow. Well, 
I'm 58 years old. Man, you're old. Turned, I yeah. am. When I turned 42 was a life-changing year for me because the person that was before 42, none of you people would have liked me. I was the most arrogant, self-involved individual uh, that, I'll be honest with you, it was all about me. And look at me. Look what I've done. Yeah, I have triathlete, uh, swimmer, golfer. Hey, I had it all planned out, got my education, and somebody, you know, something finally happened in my life that caused me to understand that I'm not in charge. And I come to know Christ, and I will tell you what drives me is to share that testimony to let people know that there is the creator, there is someone that loves you and that wants the best for you. And there's a design that you're made with and are you matching, matching that design for what God has designed you? You know, I struggle with back surgery. I struggle with brand new knees. I struggle, but people don't know about that. Or at least I don't share it as much. But the bottom line is I share what he's done in my life to where now I can serve others. And whether it's serving my family, serving my friends, serving a sphere of influence that I can impact on, that is the driving force in me now because my, my future's already set. That's done. I know. I, now it's just the journey to getting to that point. And why not enjoy it? As Alan says, hey, I choose. And Missy, I think, said it. I choose to be happy. But I also answer in truth. And how they receive it is up to them. I can only worry about how I deliver it. And I deliver it. I think what I, I really wanted to interrupt. But, Michael, your dad delivered it in love because he cared. Your dad loved you enough to tell you things. And like you said, he didn't have to yell because you were attentive to listening. You respected him. And so I try to do that same thing. I try to love on people. And some people that are marginalized, they need loving. And mm. that's the encouragement I hope I can be. I hope when I die, my wife doesn't have to drag my big fat butt in a casket down by herself. I hope there's at least six good friends ready to carry that thing for her and be around for her. Um, that's what I'm hoping because I didn't know anything about friendship before. Now having friends, I got to learn to be a friend and to learn to be a friend. I've got to be humble. I've got to be teachable and I got to be faithful and therefore say what I mean, mean what I say. That means as Alan said, I got handshakes are still going to happen. I'm sorry. We're not, we're not going to go back to this knuckle knee or elbow knocking. Uh, -uh sorry. I'm a handshake guy, and don't make your fear my fear. I understand if you're fearful of COVID, be fearful of COVID. To me, fear is spelled out, false evidence appearing real. And bottom line is, my God's in control of this. I'm going to see him, whether he goes now or later, it's up to him. I'm here to serve others. And, and you know what? My choice is to be happy. Uh, my choice is to be enjoyment. And I'm not going to allow those anxieties and stresses to bring me down. So hopefully that answers your question. Amen to that. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that information. My pleasure. I appreciate we're going to close the show. Um, I could talk all day. You guys could talk all day, but I'm glad that some of you uh, got to know Alan and Alan, I'm glad that you got to know some of the new people on there. And um, uh, I definitely get you guys changing numbers and all. This is my first broadcast of live life. Don't let life live you. Um, I brought on five of my very good colleagues and friends that I've known over the years, some longer than others. Um, but today was about sharing good vibes, about sharing the good resources, the things we do, things we're going, things we've been, and just share the information that what makes us tick, what makes us continue to breathe every day. Life's not easy. Life's very hard, actually. Um, if we could take a few of the things away from our life, like, for example, me, I'd love to take um, not eating, not sleeping, um, those two things out of my life, I would have a lot more time to do, but I have to stop to rest. I have to stop to eat and you have to do those in conjunction in order to keep moving forward. Um, so I don't let it bother me. Uh, and I hope that it doesn't bother you as well because you know, you only got one life and, um, you got to live it the best way you can live it. It's not easy. And some days are going to be harder than others, but these five individuals that you have on this screen are very good information of testimonials of life, how good it is to live. And you got the resources, you've got the information to help you 
hopefully we can guide you and teach you. Uh, maybe we can train you a little bit of change in life because as I said, life's not easy, but don't let the life live you guys. I really Amen. do appreciate your time today. It went a little bit longer than I was expecting. Um, but you guys are the first five. I know Missy came in and out and unfortunately she was traveling and I wasn't expecting to do that, but I uh, appreciate her being on and her comments. I love you guys. Thanks so much for being on the show. Go out and make a great day. Go out there and live the best life you can because you only have one. You can't change yesterday and you can't change tomorrow. You can only change right now. Love you guys. Peace out.